Yes, Sirski. Yes, Sirski. What's good, my boy? Hey, big drip. Stop playing. Hey, I said, damn. Big money. I, I messaged you about about I know this is a Raptors podcast, but I messaged you about Spider Verse, and I have to say, and I, I can I just ask you for a favor, and can we have like when we did The Last of Us that every single episode <laughs> you gave me like a little segment just to talk about The Last of Us? We'll, we'll do a Spider Verse segment. Let's do that. Okay, okay, yeah. thank God because that was incredible. But okay, before we do that. It's been a while, and I know uh, Dre's not here at the moment. He is too busy. He's too busy of a man. He's too popular. Uh, but you got Dre, I mean, you got Jay and Jay number two to talk Raptors. It's been a while. It's been about like two and a half weeks or so since we last talked Raptors. Yeah, and a bit longer. A little bit longer than that, maybe. Yes, yeah, but, you know, dad life for one. Happy Father's yep. Day to, yep, yep. to you, Jay. My first Father's Day, uh, which was fantastic. And things have changed. The last time we talked about the Raptors, we have we didn't even have a coach yet. Yeah, we didn't have and a coach. Yeah, now that we do, it, it was like a, a pretty long search, a long time since since Nick Nurse uh, was fired from his position. And then since then, he's been hired again to our mortal enemy of the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, not only that, but he also told, took... Um, uh, Rico Hines with him along, uh, and and then since then, we're still trying to figure out who's going to be the head coach of the Toronto Raptors, who's going to be the assistant coaches of the Toronto Raptors, and now we have that. So we could have start with that, right? But you know, that life, of course, uh, had to happen, and which I'm not complaining about that. But now, since 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 that has happened, even more news have dropped, more trades have dropped. We've picked number 13 when all the speculation of us trying to trade up to possibly portland and all that stuff uh, which i never thought was actually going to happen uh but lo and behold we stick with our number 13 with the big dick energy <laughs> i had to start with that man i had to start with that Grady dick yeah uh so i gotta ask you um what was your first thought what was your first impression I, I I know that there were a couple of people on the board that it's, um, uh, some, I guess, fans and uh, accounts have been talking about who, like, like uh, for example, uh, I, I know that there was a kid named Kobe uh, mm-hmm. on, Kobe on the Buffkin. draft board. Yep. Uh, Kobe Bufkin. Um, I know that. Jalen Hood uh, I, I heard about, yeah, I heard about him. Um, but I also realized that a lot of the mock drafts uh, that I saw beforehand, I saw Grady Dick go as early as seven or eight. So the fact that he dropped to thirteen, Jay, I didn't watch very much Kansas basketball, but from our group chats, you were pretty excited about this pick. Can you give me your thoughts? Yeah, and, and I and I'll keep it PG thirteen as my daughter is in listening. You can just you'll just oh i guess we don't do video but basically my name on this and his name on this is already pun perfect so we'll just yes. keep it at it's a season yeah of puns. There, 
season long like phallic symbols and oh it's gonna be great it's, it's gonna be great yeah I, um, you, you know what I, let me just say that scotia bay is gonna they're gonna miss an opportunity if they're gonna if they're not gonna sell the dick waffles there's there's that there's that there's, there's a <laughs> lot say that. i i, yeah. I you know what i gotta say i'm a little worried about jack and matt one of them's <laughs> gonna slip one of them's gonna say something oh yeah and, oh uh, yeah that oh, might yeah. be the end of it. So yeah, yeah I, I will, I'll say this. I was very excited. You know what, Jay, you and I have been Raptors fans for a very long time. We've, we've sat through That's drafts right. and what I have found is that, you know, as the Raptors pick is about to come up, you start to like, you know, this depends on how much research you've done beforehand, but you start to have names that you look at, right? You start to look at, Okay, well, is this guy gonna drop? Is this guy gonna drop? You have like a list in your head of of guys you want on the team. And as this was going along, it was like there's at least three names that are gonna be all available there for the Raptors. And it was exciting to see those names become available. Um yeah, Grady Dick was one of them, right? That's one of those mm-hmm. where, like, to your point. He was always mocked in a different um spot. That, that- Definitely higher. I, I I honestly saw like the highest was seven. I saw that, but yeah. not thirteenth. I didn't see never. Him drop yeah, he up. never dropped thirteenth. Um, it was, and it's it's all based off of what a team needs, right? And the I think the, what made this happen was when Orlando cho- chose uh, Jet Howard um, mm. on Howard's side because Jet Howard is is presumed to be another really good shooter in this draft, and but every mock said. Grady Dick's a better shooter than him, right? So right. it was kind of right. an odd choice. So Orlando basically handed it to us. So thank you, hmm. um, Jeff Weltman. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. I don't. I, I can't. I mean, I'm I'm sub, sub, subdued right now. But I got to tell you, like you saw it in the group chat yesterday. I, yeah. I was all over all my group chats. Um, it was not just because of the puns. It was just not. And that that's just know. makes it easier. But like honestly, <laughs> let's stick to the basketball here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the comparisons to Clay Thompson are legit. Like, yeah. And I, you know, I didn't watch. I also didn't watch a whole lot of college ball, but what I did, and what I saw from Grady Dick, I loved. And I remember watching one of his games. This is pre-tournament, and thinking, man, this kid is. This kid just shoots like he shoots so well. He is. Mm-hmm. It's not just. You know, I know I said Clay Thompson, but it's more than just. Just that. I mean, he's. He's able to get to the basket. He's able to like he is. He scores in a multitude of ways. So, yeah, that's exciting when you think about the makeup of this team and how many times the offense would stall out. So, very exciting. And one of the the I guess the most influential or one of the best draft experts out there, I would say, is Sam Vicenti of of the Athletic. Yeah. Every year he puts out this this. 180 page long draft guide that's like the bible if you want anything and information on any of the top 100 and i was reading it through uh gray dick's uh, summary and one of the things that jumped out to me was that he'll especially thrive in uh, an offense that's very much oriented around ball movement and that if you remember is like one of the first things that dark oriakovich said he's going to be mm-hmm. implementing on this team is you know, we're 
And that's something he's had a history of in his previous stops. It's not ISO ball. When Darko is involved, there's a lot of passing. There's a lot of ball movement. Um, right. Phoenix. Sorry. Is it Phoenix? Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Phoenix. And Phoenix, Phoenix yeah, yeah. And OKC. All of them saw their assist rates go up the second Darko joined the rosters, uh, the coaching staff. So, like, this is what you're going to expect out of the Raptors. So, Okay, before we, before we go happen, right? before we go Darko, yeah, uh, because we got to talk about him as well. Yeah, let's, let's stick with let's stick with Grady for a second. I'm mm-hmm. just going to throw out some stats for you, okay? Yeah, in his only year uh, in college with Kansas, he averaged 14.4 points, 5.1 rebounds, which is very intriguing. That's good. 1.7 uh, 1.7 assists per game. He averaged 44.2 from the field. 40.3 from deep and 85.4 at the free throw line. This kid can shoot. Not only shoot shooter, though, yeah, draft. he can shoot. He can, uh, and and of course, when you uh, the first thing I I would assume that any uh, Raptors fan would have done is look up highlights of this kid, and you know you see his shot mechanics, and it's beautiful. And like you're right, the. The, the Clay Thompson, I think it's not, he's not there yet, obviously, but the, the high release point um, mm-hmm. and the fact that he can shoot in myriad of uh, different ways, he can pull up, uh, he, uh, he can, I, I've seen him do, you know, his step backs, he, he uh, shoots off the screen, um, he moves really great without the ball. He, I, you know, there are, of course, there are some things that you're concerned about, but at the same time, to me, and like like you said in the beginning, you and I have watched a lot of drafts, and we've seen, you know, comparisons, bad comparisons, some some way somehow. But I do, I don't see uh, Clay Thompson as a bad comparison. I feel like that's a pretty good way to see what his ceiling could be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're talking about great, great player, great shooters, who do you think about? You think about Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. You think about Ray Allen, um, and and those guys can shoot from anywhere in, in in all facets of the game it looks like he can do that right he yeah. can what it the closeouts he has that because he has such a high release it's really hard for to block him you know and it, it's it's not like he shoots really slowly right yeah. like if you yeah, if we release. if we had some when you were watching someone like matt thomas right or um when, when he was a raptor he was a fantastic shooter, but he didn't shoot very fast. He had to spot up and wait for the basketball to come to him uh, in the shooter's pocket for him to get a, a step, like a, a perfect mm-hmm. shot. With this, with with Grady, and I'm hoping uh, that with the uh, inclusion of uh, ho- um, Siakam, hopefully, yeah. we I don't know yet with Fred Van Vliet, uh, and uh, you know OG is going to be there. Gary Trent has re-signed. The the fact that he is i feel like this is a perfect scenario for him because he doesn't need to be a ball dominant player um he can spot up and shoot but then you have ball dominant players like siakam who is one going to draw a lot of attention and imagine just imagine our starting lineup or you know off the bench or whatever you got gary and you got grady on both sides left right right and Siakam going in for a drive most of the time he's going to like 60 percent of the time he's going to get a basket or a foul or he's going to kick it out to – he has so many options now, right? I think the, the biggest – and, and the Raptors were 28th, right? 28th in the league in three-point percentage last year. With 
and I, I honestly feel like it wasn't because our players couldn't shoot. We have good shooters. We have Fred. We have Gary. Um, and OG had his spurts. But it was because of the spacing, right? The 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 scouting report was the fact that, yeah, let let the Raptors shoot threes. They're not going to make it. You know, they're 28th in the lead. They're not going to make it. It's because they, in that case, no one would sag off right they just they played solid defense and the raptors missed their threes so with somebody like grady who can spread the floor out who can um move without the basketball uh can find his ways to not only be a three-point threat but can also uh score in a myriad of ways i think this is a great great pick for for the raptors and my final thought about this is that this is grady is quite um, he's not a traditional pick for the Raptors, right? Normally, you would, if you look at the history of like who they've picked, it's like the there's a lot of upside, right? The, he can do a lot of the, the those players that they, we picked, they can do a lot of different things, and hopefully they rise to a uh, uh, you know, a rank where it's like someone like Siakam or someone like Jan or something who can do a lot of different things. With Grady, it's like they picked something, they picked someone who has uh, a a great mechanic already and then hopefully they can rise on the other things but at least they are um they they they've picked for something they have a weakness for and i haven't really seen that for the raptors yeah for a while yeah i did uh, i i and i think the point that i I, w- I failed to make earlier was that you know we we anticipate we start to look at these names that are going to pop up in in the draft uh when it's your time to pick and you know, lo and behold, it's like, okay, there's a few here to choose. But what we have seen in the past, and this is the part I, I, I failed to make, was like, they'll sometimes go off the board, right? It's like, oh, okay, they're mm-hmm. going with mm-hmm. Malachi Flynn here. Okay, oh, okay, they're going to go with with uh, Bruno Caboclo here, right? Like, the, there was a bit of that in the back of my head, like, okay, they're going off mm-hmm. the board, aren't they? And I was so... Oh, I was crazy. waiting for David uh, or Adam Silver to say, from Cameroon or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Something I was really way off, right? And... It just, it, I was, it, there was this, this, these, these weird butterflies in my stomach that it wasn't going to happen. And when you said Grady Dick, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is it. Like this is, this is yeah. really happening, right? Um, but yeah, you, you really hit it on the head in terms of like what he's going to offer and what he's going to be able to open up, right, for for this team. And I think that's why like a lot of, of how the, the Raptors uh, could be improving this year is really just a base, based around what Darko brings to this. And he will... Right at least as it currently stands and how it might end up being is he might end up being the biggest addition to this team. Um, and that's, it's, that's a good thing. Right. And, you know, even entering last year, we were already talking about how the Raptors have the most roster continuity in the league. They're well on their way to doing that again this year. And this time with a new coach who is mm-hmm. known for developing his players. Um, did you want to, talk about darko do you have any other thoughts Absolutely. on like draft night or anything or do you want to go into darko i mean well i mean the first thing is i, I you got to watch the uh open gym <laughs> um, oh yeah Oh yeah, uh, the the presser after you saw Scotty going at it. You're you're gonna hear that in the beginning of this episode for sure. So the vibes are already back. You know, Scotty oh, and, so back. And, and Grady. It's great. <laughs> There's it's gonna so be so good. many TikToks. It's gonna be so good. So uh, now, yeah. So just just for the for the vibes alone, I'm happy about this pick. Um, for Darko, this is a 180 uh, turn for the Raptors. Like, I, again, I will be the first to admit that I 
I was always, and I still will always be on the Nick Nurse train. I think Nick Nurse is a fantastic coach. Yes, he has his flaws. Yes, he has uh, things that he's very stubborn on, and we've seen that for the last five years. However, I haven't seen somebody so, uh, I would say, fearless to try different things, right? Even if it doesn't work. And I would forever, you know, think nick nurse for helping bring the championship like right as soon as anybody who's been on that team uh is will always be like high up on on there for me and so and nick nurse i I think is still one of the best and and most uh yeah great one of the best coach out there so the fact that he's in philly kind of hurts but that's that's another story with darko and i know that there were a lot of um names out there swirling around uh because the the search was so extensive right i, I mean we 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 were talking about becky hammond at one point we were, we were talking about uh jerry stackhouse at one point you know um they, there were a lot of names and and i thought that the the main thing that i took out of whatever bobby and masai was saying is that they needed somebody who was outside of the box not haven't been in the organization before and just needed a new voice and i think darko brings all of that and not only that, but he's known for player development, like you said. Uh, he's known, quote unquote, to be the offensive guru when he was with Memphis. Um, and and not not saying that he's going to fix all of that, but like he kind of checks all the boxes, you know, for me. And yes, he's not a big name. And do we really want that? You saw what Doc Rivers really brought to Philly. Um, I, you know, I, I it was. It was interesting to see Monty Williams going to Detroit, but they paid him a lot of money for that, so good for him. Uh, but at the same time, I am very happy about this choice because of the fresh start. Um, when it comes to everything that I want it to be a fresh start, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm not in a boat right now to be like I want to trade Pascal, I want to trade Fred, I want to do all of that. Let's blow up the whole team. I think that what they're doing, what Bobby and Masai are doing, is trying to make have a new, a uh, fresh voice uh, surrounding the team that they have. And Darko, I hope, and from all the interviews that he's been in that I've listened to, is seems like to be the right coach you know he's still young um he is a first-time head coach uh, again he but he's been coaching since he was 16 <laughs> you know and and he's been around the world at a la nick nurse um but i think with you've seen what he's done uh if he was if he's so um touted for being a player's coach you've seen what that what has done for memphis you've seen someone like desmond bain uh jaron jackson's jr like if you if you give something like that to grady dick you see some give that knowledge to someone like Scotty Barnes and you see even the young guys like Ron Harper Jr. Uh, they, they, these, these young guys know about him, you know, and the Raptors maybe not in the last few years have been known for being player development. And I think they're, this is them going back to being the player development team. Yeah. And, and to add to your, to that great point is he's already starting to bring in a coaching staff, Yes. To help with that development, right? Obviously, with Jama Malala, who has a history with the Raptors, who helped mm-hmm. the Warriors in their player mm-hmm. development in getting another championship. Can you correct me if I'm wrong? Yeah. Did Jama leave after 2019? Yes. 
I think so. like after the championship, I'm like he got it. He got, sure. he got a ring. Yeah, he got. A yeah. Ring. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's yeah. he like Scotty is, but like Fred, Pascal, and OG, all the all the uh, they 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 know Jama, but like someone like Gary, someone like Scotty, they don't. They haven't been in the tutelage of of Jama yet. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool, um, cool, cool. And then and then we also oh you know what. I did a quick check while you were talking, and I'm not seeing okay. Jama's name. It might have been the year after. He might have missed out. Was... Oh, shoot. Okay. Okay. Regardless, I, I like Jama. Like, J- Jama, when he was with the 905, like, he got a chance to be uh, a bigger voice, right? And and it just seemed like he everybody loved him. And uh, he, talking about player development, he was, been, he was there when Pascal, like, rose up to the ranks fred rising up to the ranks like i i think he was a huge part of the player development so having him back is a is great oh when i saw that i thought it was fantastic i think jama was in the g league when when we won the championship like he's he's been with oh, he was within the toronto organization already but i think he was okay in the g okay, league okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay 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 regardless okay, cool. he's he's very familiar okay. with like yeah with like the the core um, mm-hmm. And then you add an even like I know a lot of people were like, "Who's this Pat Delaney guy?" But from what I've read, another really solid player development guy um, mm-hmm. from uh, I believe it was Milwaukee. But yeah, it's it's it goes to show you where this like the we entered like if we think about the last time we podcasted, everything was up in the air. We had no idea yeah. where this team was headed. The picture is a lot clearer today because. Mm-hmm. What Darko is starting to bring to the table, what his coaching staff is starting to look like, there's a high focus on player development. And then you add in the fact that you're bringing a lot of the core back, right? Like Gary opted in, right? Like he could have. I mean, I know maybe maybe the market was a bit sour on him. Maybe he wasn't seeing the numbers he wanted. But at the end of the day, he wants to be here. Um, mm-hmm. Pascal telling or what? believe what you want to believe, but Pascal saying, if you trade me, I'm not resigning anywhere not but signing. Toronto, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a sign that people want to be here and they're excited about this coach. And mm-hmm. I think the the one thing that you said that I'm going to keep going back to, even after this pod, is yes, the vibes are back. So yes. I'm excited, man. I I, I can't yeah. wait to see what what happens next. And you know, we we can definitely dive into what the rest of the roster will look like. But yeah, the more and more news about the team wanting to return. And again, we don't know at this moment, we're, we're recording this on the 23rd of June. Um, we don't know the status about Fred Van Vliet. We don't know the status about Yak. Uh, we, I'm not sure when we're going to, when we're going to hear about that, but I think the consensus is that we're going to run this back. And so I want to go back to hiring Darko and firing Nick Nurse. I, when the news dropped about firing Nick Nurse, I feel like this was now them saying okay darko jama uh it, the player development um it's been it's been like it's basically last year was vision six nine right this is now vision pillar development and because of that that means that what i feel is that they're saying pascal fred gary og yak this is your team we will worry about everything else surrounding Oh, and Scotty, we, you know, we were, we will, um, be there for the team surrounding you guys, but this is, you are the one who is going to lead us back into contention and we will help the younger guys get into development, get more playing time, which is what, uh, 
which is what Darko has said uh, countless of times. And hopefully they won't run into playing Fred into the ground anymore. You know, we don't want to see Pascal and Fred back into the top three of minutes played anymore. I feel like they want to, sh- they've, they're trying to show that this is your team, right? And before, I feel like it was Nick Nurse's team, you know, and taking the head off the snake, it was it was kind of like a, a freedom for all the other other players. And now yeah. let's say, and here is what I'm going to ask you: Let's say that we kept Nick Nurse. Would you? Do you think Gary would opt in? Siakam would 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 have this thought of staying with Toronto and not opting and or not signing longer contract with anywhere else? And you know the sentiment of Fred and Yak coming back. Do you think that would still happen? I think the fact that you're asking that question, the fact that I'm hesitating on an answer is is all the answer we need, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't say that with 100% surety that any of that would happen. So I think that's the answer you're, you're yeah. looking for. And that's the answer you're going to get because like, it's, it's, yeah. it's unsure, right? That's what, that's what Darko is going to bring. That's what Nick Nurse kind of forced. Yeah. And and again, I'm not saying that Nick Nurse is, is a terrible coach. I, I on the record, no, it has nothing to do with his basketball. ability as a coach. It exactly. has more to do with like he lost the locker room. I think it's obvious yeah. because like yeah, the, everything since his firing has screamed there was a disconnect. Whether, right. Whether it was the front office, right. whether it's with Absolutely. the other players, there was yeah. a disconnect, and you don't need that to be confirmed by Nick himself or the players themselves. Right. You just know because no, of yes. the lack of yes. words that came out. Yeah. And and like the actions too, right? Like yeah. Yeah. again, like with with Gary opting in. And Gary was the one who was he was called out by Nick Nurse, right? He was yeah. benched by Nick Nurse. And and I'm not saying that Gary is going to take the starting lineup right away. Uh, but I'm also saying that like, you know, okay, let's so let, let's go with Gary. Uh, he opted in with his $18 million contract for next year. Um, and now apparently that he's working out a longer contract with the Raptors. What he could have done is opt out and become an unrestricted free agent, find out what the market is. And yes, like you said, we could have seen maybe there wasn't really a market for him. Maybe he played himself out of it, right? But at the same time, it's like his decision to stay um I think speaks volumes of what the Raptors have been doing and have the conversation that they're having with these players, because now it's like, okay, we understand that the locker room was probably in, in flux. Right. So we took out the quote unquote problem. And now we are bringing in a coach that definitely wants to help the players around him, around you. So why don't you stay here for another round? You know, like we've seen it before twenty, before last year, we saw the potential uh, with with the with the lineup of Pascal, Fred, Scotty, Gary. Um, well, Yak wasn't there at the moment, but like you saw what we could do. And then last year, there was something there was there was a disconnect. But we were excited for the year to come um, with Scotty winning the uh, Rookie of the Year. We wanted to run it back, right? And then with the same team, they they they, they like decreased in in all aspects. So there was something there was a disconnect somewhere. So now it's like we're going back to okay, you know that this team is good. Maybe not good enough to win a championship, but good enough to at least go to the first or second round and build from that. So that's why I think that running him back is a higher chance 
than what most people are saying. I feel like the like again, I'm not trying to say that Nick Nurse is a terrible coach, but they had to do something, and it, it felt like the problem was at the top. And then so now we're you're giving all the responsibility to the players, and I feel like that's they're happy about that, right? Yeah, and, and let's stick with Gary just for a second to further illustrate Darko's importance here. If you you know, I, I referenced earlier when we drafted Malachi Flynn, who was available? Who could we have drafted? Desmond Bain, who ended up in Memphis. Desmond mm. Bain was known as a shooter, only a shooter. Mm. It's Darko that worked with him, told him, Hey, you're you're not gonna get far in this league just as a shooter. You need we need you as a secondary ball handler we need you to work on other aspects of your game and it's darko who took him under his wing and mm-hmm. made him into a, a formidable ball handler so it's like okay your your game is expanded hey man we, we can put you in so much more now you're not just a shooter you're not a i don't know let's use the example of matt thomas you can offer us so much more and now right. look where he is right or look, look at jaron jackson jaron jackson was just supposed to be another draymond green like a defensive guru which is not bad in its own right but he's mm. morphed he helped morph jaron jackson into an offensive threat so those are the mm-hmm. type of things that darko brings to the table and if you're gary it's like holy crap man you turn desmond bain into that imagine mm-hmm. what you can do with gary trent who has more seasons on desmond bain right mm-hmm. imagine who's also older do. than malachi flynn yeah yeah ironically i mean um, no sorry sorry i i, I apologize that malachi flynn, yeah. he's younger than malachi flynn that's what i meant Right, right. That's I, I right. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's it's that's exciting, right? Um, you know, and and the the fact that I, I think, and I don't know what I want to believe and not believe, but like if if Yak uh, is is concerned about like what he's being used for offensively in this Raptor mm. system versus what he was used for in the Spurs system, well, guess what? This offensive system is going to get an overhaul now with mm-hmm. with Darko around. So I, I don't know. I, if I'm one of the players and I'm looking at where what's ahead of me here, I think for Yak, it's a no-brainer. Like The Raptors obviously sacrificed quite a bit to get you here. Mm-hmm. Um, and And I think you could see after the All-Star break, there was obvious chemistry there um, mm-hmm. with, with Fred. So I think the decision for Yak should be a no-brainer. I think with Fred, it really just boils down to, okay, um, who has the cap space to get you? You're, you're choosing between Houston and their their band of like teens. You're, you're choosing between like, like the only one who seems for, like possible for me would be San Antonio, but like, you're, you're going to be 30 soon and you're going to be going into a rebuild. Like, really, who are you going to, right? So right. I, I think the writing's on the wall. Um, and I think that that's where this team ultimately ends up going. I mean, I, I can yeah. go further into the whole the roster makeup and, and bore you guys with the numbers, but basically yeah. right, right at back season is, is coming, baby. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and for reference, uh, Fred opted out of his $22.8 million dollar contract which obviously uh, to me i thought it was a no-brainer i didn't think it was a surprise that he i i I, if anything i thought it was more surprised that gary opted in to his 18 but i think that 22.8 million is not fred he's he's going to and deservingly so is going to ask for around the 28 and and my my guess is going to be like start at the 28 29 and then move moving later it's going to probably go to be like the 30 to the 31 to the 32 like you know we've seen that many many times so that's what i feel like what's going to happen um 
yeah, uh, again, we, we won't go into like the whole roster construction because we don't know where Fred's going to go. We don't know what Yak is going to do. So let's hold off on that. Um, and then we'll see in the in the coming weeks. Uh, but that doesn't mean that players haven't moved around this league. Trades have happened. Let's let's, you know, put a stamp on the Raptors right now. We know where they are. We know who where they stand. Vibes are back, baby, which is kind of what Raptors Twitter needed. Uh, but can we just talk about a couple of the trades that happened before the draft happened? So the big one, I think, was which was pretty funny, was the whole three-team trade that happened, then didn't happen, then happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, first, the Celtics were going to trade with the Wizards and the Clippers, Clippers. Yeah. right? But the Clippers were hesitant to take on Malcolm Brogdon because of injury uh, something that he was he was playing within while injured so they could they uh stepped off of that and the whole thing failed but then a couple hours later uh gr- the grizzlies kind of take on this and now marcus smart who has been a perennial boston celtics like he he is the celtics to me i think he's like i don't know correct me if i'm wrong he's like the Kyle lowry to the to the boston celtics yep he is now going to wear blue and he's going to be a Memphis Grizzly. Can you imagine being Malcolm Brogdon right now? And, and you are the reason why that Marcus smart is leaving is going to be traded to another team. Like so awkward, but regardless, the full trade is the Celtics get, uh, have traded for Christopher Zingas. They also get a, a number 25 pick and 2024 first round, uh, via Warriors, the Wizards get Tyus Jones, Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, number thirty-five pick, and the Grizzlies get Marcus Smart. Jay, it's going to be weird. As as much as I said it was going to be weird seeing Kyle Lowry in the Heat jersey, at least the Heat jersey was red and white. <laughs> yeah, the Grizzlies and, is blue. <laughs> I mean, before we move off of Brogdon, uh, it, his injury concern is to the point where he's untradeable. Like it's Ooh. not just a Clippers raise it, whatever. It is a a concern enough that if they tried trading him anywhere, yeah, the same concern is going to come up. Like it's not right. just a Clippers thing. Right. So right. Uh, Remember when he uh, was deciding between the Celtics and the Raptors? Yep. Yeah. And he chose the Celtics. And well, I'm not saying uh, well, like, he got six men of the year out of that. That's true. Right? So, that's true. And, and the Celtics have made the conference finals, and where you know have yeah. not been there so i understand at the same time but just remember we could we could have had this problem <laughs> we could have had this problem definitely um yeah. but and i just thought it was ironic it's like oh i guess all the injured guys seem to end up on the clippers but yeah right you know as it stands with this so the the domino effect of that is well the celtics kind of showed their cards it's like we're yeah. trying to get Kristaps, we're willing to get him and yeah. there was a this is the this is the other part there was a deadline to this. Chris Tapps, mm. you know, that trade fell apart at around 11 p.m. Chris Tapps had till midnight to opt in in order to be traded, right? Damn. So then there's this one hour, there's like a 90 minute, one hour rush. It's like, okay, right. we have to make this trade or else right. it, it just can't okay. happen at all. Okay, so this is the thing. They had a one hour limit. So the time was already ticking. So you're saying that this trade uh was possibly been talked about for maybe days 
and minutes only. <laughs> okay, considering, fair. Like considering how far it went with the Clippers, right? It was already a done deal earlier in the day, right? All but of then a sudden, why it's like, but then why didn't the Clippers say anything before? Like my my, my my guess my is point. like that's where the physical like trades get announced and then there yeah. are physicals like a, yeah official trade like we get the shams uh, there is still a typical amount of time between getting physicals it actually being official in the league okay we get it early we get it early in terms of like they get off the phone they're like all right deal like that's when we hear about right. it but like you know. T's are not crossed and I's are not dotted at that point, right? Right, right, right. No, no, I, I, I understand. I, I just, it's just so strange because like the the teams knew that there was a deadline, right? And the fact that the Clippers waited like until the nth minute to say, yeah. nah, we're good. You know, because yeah, of yeah. and I and I understand that there is a whole physical about it, but like, don't tell, like, don't tell me that they didn't know the history. I, I would say, I would you say know? this. I think if you're making any trade with, let let's use Brogdon as an example. Like, you already know this going into it, so right. I think it's not so much that the Clippers did any of the announcements in bad faith. I think it's yeah. more so. Okay, we will accept him. Um, you know, Boston's kind of sold us on the fact that he's probably healthy enough. Um, yeah. So we'll accept this deal, but it doesn't mean anything because we haven't right. signed anything yet. We're still going to get the physicals, right. right? So I wouldn't say that the Clippers are operating in bad faith. If anything, it was the Celtics, right? Trying to sell him off as someone who's healthy enough Fair. to trade. Fair. Uh, someone who they yeah. played despite injury. Like it's, I think it's more yeah. Celtics. And then as kind of karma for trying to pull a fast one, the Celtics are then screwed over because, like, and and kudos to Memphis for swooping in here and saying, "Hey, right. listen, you want a partner? Right. We can be your partner here." Right. Um, what's that? You don't want to give up Jalen Brown? Well, the only one who meets financially is uh, Marcus Smart. So, yeah. uh, so if you, you want Porzingis, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you really want Chris, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph, you willing to <laughs> willing to give up Marcus yeah. Smart? And they said, "Yeah, yeah, fine." Yeah. Like, I like it's. And, and let's 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 not look over the fact that you know you mentioned and I, even I I kind of fell for this at first. Wow, Memphis gave up two firsts as well, right? Mm. Then you look at like there's a big difference between the value in that pick, right? And that is the number twenty five pick, which is really low. And then they ultimately mm. traded down. They didn't end up picking until thirty eight, so it was actually mm. a second rounder. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other first rounder they're getting is from Golden State next year. But that's going to be in the low 20s as well. So right, right, what right, I'm right. trying to get at is like, what did they really give up here? And A, they, they gave up a really solid player. But like you're giving up someone who's a leader off the floor too, right? He's that – you said it already. He is their Kyle Lowry, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that stings. That stings for Boston yeah. fans. Like that I puts think- a ton of pressure on Chris Tapps to perform. Yeah. Yeah, and and with that in mind, Kristaps, uh, like with his venture with Dallas and with the Wizards, I mean, I don't know about you, man, but I don't really remember any type of fantastic, phenomenal play that warrants like one his like contract number one and two that whole that 
that huge pressure of giving up someone like Marcus Smart. Albeit, Chris Porzingis can go back to you know his New York days, but if you put him in that Celtics line with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you, those two players already need the ball so much in order for something to happen. To have Christoph Porzingis, and I'm not saying that he's a, he's a black player at all. Like yeah. Everyone can use a serviceable seven-foot player who can shoot from anywhere. But what I'm saying is that like he's he, someone like Marcus Smart definitely led a team in ways that we can't acknowledge on the floor in general. Like on in on the floor he was already a defensive player of the year and yep. he was kind of like the heart and soul of that team. And I don't think you can replace that with Kristaps Porzingis. You know, no, and he you can yeah, sure. Kristaps Porzingis can give you 30 a night or maybe maybe like 30 a couple of games uh he may be a 20 and 10 kind of guy but like that takes away from someone like jason tatum and jalen brown and that takes a whole bunch of slew of whatever marcus smart brought to the table and i don't think outside of boston and outside of outside of Kyle Low- uh, uh, outside of toronto understanding how larry of what that brings outside of the basketball court you know so yeah. It was a huge pickup for the Grizzlies, knowing what what last year was like. You know, they went from all respect to Dylan Brooks. They went from Dylan Brooks to Marcus Smart, and yeah. that is a massive upgrade. It's a massive me. upgrade, and also yeah. they cover their butts in terms of like, okay, Jaw's gone for twenty five games. Right. Okay, we have a we have a. We have a starting point guard now. Like it's right. like, this is right. not to this is not to downplay the the impact of Tyus Jones, who is who's excellent as a backup. Right. right. Marcus Smart solves two problems for Memphis here, right? So right, it's, right, right. It's it really is a big win for them. And yeah. you know, at the surface, it looked like they gave up a lot, but they really did not. They really just mm-hmm. took advantage of the situation mm-hmm. like perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think so, yeah. I'd make about Kristaps is like, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think he does well in bad situations, but not mm. so well in good situations. Like mm. I, I, I don't have the numbers to back up, but like his best offensive seasons have been in Washington and in New York. But once he was in Dallas, which is a probably the best team he's been on, not mm. so great. Right. So Again, pressure is sky high, and it's just yeah. shocking to me that Boston said, "You know what? We were like whatever it was, like one win away from the NBA Finals for like the second year in a row, and the decision was to trade away Marcus Smart for Kristaps yeah. Porzingis. Like your problem yeah. was not depth at at as as at the wing or the or the big. Your your problem yeah. was ball handling, and you just traded away yeah. yes. your best ball handler. Well, not ball yes. handler, but like." One of your best guards, so like, yeah, it's, right, it's perplexing to me, quite, quite perplexing. And maybe it was just a whole about like being under pressure. You had like an hour to go, and and there's a whole like, uh, you know, slew of media like going at you with like these woge bombs and everything like that. Like, I'm, I'm sure, I, I, I you know, again, I doubt that kind of goes uh over. Maybe it goes over like Brad Stevens' head, but like at the same time. I'm sure he was under pressure at some point. And now you now to give up someone like Marcus Smart that who you've coached, that you know what he brings. Uh, let's I don't know that shit. Let's see what happens. I you know, you and I are really quick to like be, because Boston is we hate Boston, right? Yeah. Let me just devil's <laughs> it's in our blood here. Devil, devil's advocate is that like, okay, like they lost a lot in Marcus Smart in the locker room, but 
even I will admit, and maybe a lot of people haven't seen, weren't really don't don't feel this way, but like on the court, Derek White was better mm. in that playoff run for the most part. Mm. So mm. Mm. okay, I can see the thinking behind this that like okay, maybe okay. Marcus's time is past, and maybe this is the Derek White show now. Um, so that's why we're willing to give up on this. Um, and th- this is where like Boston's depth really helps them, right? It's like, mm. crap, it sucks to give away Marcus Smart, but we have Derek White now yeah. and who, who they just kind of snatched up. I remember last year or, or two years ago or whatever it was. And I was like, that's a great get. And the domino effect of that is, okay, you can give up Marcus Smart and get yourself a Chris Porzingis. So like, I can see that side of it too, that it, it, okay. this can work out in their favor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, at the same time, we could be you know putting our mouths, our feet in our mouth in a couple of months. So we'll we'll see what happens yeah. with yeah. that. Um, okay, and finally, the Wiz then they they basically said they they pressed the reset button like kamikaze style, like no more Bradley Beal, no more Chris Porzingis, uh, no more Rio Hachimori. Uh, like they just said, no, nope, let's do let's it. Bradley Beal wants out, then let's do it right. Basically, what I feel what. Uh, Blazers should be doing, but the Wizards are doing it first. They traded away what? So they basically, um, the Wizard had the had the rights to Chris Paul. Uh, I didn't see anything about them waiving him, but at the same time, they could, they used him as a trade asset, and now they've traded for Jordan Poole from the Golden State Warriors, and now Chris Paul's going to Golden State. Yeah, so Jordan Poole as a Wiz. Which I think is a pretty good get, to be honest. Um, yep. uh, and, but the Chris Ball to Golden State, this just means that this is his last hurrah, right? Like he's totally, yeah, yeah. He if he doesn't get a ring with Steph Curry, this is that's it. I I don't yeah. I don't see how he can do it, and I'm rooting for him. You're right. Like I feel like Chris Paul does the, definitely deserve a ring. He's already a Hall of Famer. Um, but at the same time, it's like it's it's going to be interesting to see both of those players uh play with one another like do you foresee chris paul coming off the bench uh i think he has to uh originally i thought no but then i was like wait a second steph is your point guard um right so i think by default yeah he i can't foresee him starting Uh, right you know kerr can obviously get very creative with his lineups but like I imagine he's coming off the bench and you know what you put your pride aside here, Chris Paul, if you want to ring the, and based off of your, I want to say experience in the playoffs, the biggest thing for Chris Paul is be healthy. So mm. if that means mm. you're starting off the bench, you're starting off the bench. If that means you mm-hmm. only play 10 minutes a game, then you're only playing 10 minutes a game because like right, 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 right. all you care about at this point, you're right. He is first ballot hall of famer. Get to the playoffs healthy because this yeah. is it, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna say agree with you. Yeah, he's gonna start off the bench, and don't be surprised if his minutes are limited while they, you know, yeah. save him essentially for the playoffs. Yeah, it's 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 and and then with uh, Jordan Poole going to the Wizards, I mean, nothing is the same until you got when, since he got punched by the, in the face by Draymond Green, and uh, so I I don't know. I think this is a pretty good get, especially if Kyle Kuzma is going somewhere else because yeah. I feel like Kyle Kuzma was a pretty big part of the, the whiz and what they were, they were doing, especially with the scoring punch that he d- delivers with Jordan Poole. Now he kind of basically takes over that. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and he, and he's young. Like this is, yeah. he's going to go, I don't know. 
if you if you start to put your fantasy basketball hat on, it's like he's gonna have the ball in his hand. Oh, oh yeah, like oh, he's gonna be oh, up there in turnovers, yeah. but like you're looking yeah, at someone yeah. who could probably get thirty points a game, maybe, and, and yeah. hit like yeah. five of like fifteen on threes yeah. because he's he just got the ball in his hand all the time, right? So that's true. Um, but yeah, his him in the backcourt with Tyus Jones should be fun, right? Like those two yeah. are are in for like a really huge bump in usage and um, mm-hmm. the rebuild is on, but at least you've got some, yeah. uh, some good players there. Yeah, it's true. I, I feel like I, I'm actually kind of excited to see what the Wiz do. Like the, the rebuild is true. Like I, I, I feel like Bra- Bradley Beal is a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong, but he was kind of going nowhere for a while with the wizards. So this doing this restart, uh, for the Wizards, I think is really good for Washington. Uh, it's it's been a while since like the whole Bradley Beal, uh, John Wall experience. So good for you. If you're a Wizards fan, you should be excited. Um, Jay, it's 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 time, it's time to talk Spider Verse, man. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Okay, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend very long because this is a basketball Raptors pockets, but I loved. Spider Verse. I really, I could not tell. I could not tell. <laughs> Actually, it was fine. No, it was good. It was cool. Um, I app. So at first, I I absolutely adored the first uh, Spider Man with Miles Morales, um, which is I think is called Enter the Spider Verse, or Into the Spider Verse. Uh, this the second installment of Spider Verse, which was, uh, like beyond my expectations. Like it one. we're going to go spoiler heavy because it's been out for a couple (laughs) weeks okay but one it's it's part one of a two-parter and it's it has to do a whole slew about like different types of spider-man in different universes and i know that like you know uh people who've watched marvel dc and even with the with the with the love i have for everything everywhere all at once people are quite tired of multiverses right but this was the perfect way to introduce even a multiverse. Like Spider-Man is the most relatable superhero, I think. Um, you know, he's just a teenager that like is trying to get through <laughs> through the day. Has a love interest and um, is is going through like aches and pains of of being a teenager. And we kind of all been there. So to be introduced to uh, all these different Spider-Man. And spider woman and spider robots and spider pigs and everything like that is is so fun it's so interesting and how they did it and how they explained like the canon and um the canon events and because of in order to be spider-man you have to go through the these events it's like such a interesting way of like telling a story that we've been told so many times you know like everyone knows of about uncle ben right but like to take that story multiply it by a thousand spider-man and be that the reason of you that's the reason why you have to be spider-man is quite interesting and so what i'm what i'm trying to say is like this the the story within this like not only was it beautiful and visual and uh, all the different spider verses are so different in its own and the, the amount of time it probably took to for them to edit this alone is astonishing but the the heart and soul of the story is what got to me right it's like it's like the last of us i love the last of us not only because it's like pure fun pure zombie related and the gameplay is really good for the game but the heart and soul of the story is really what brought me and so that's what i loved about spider-man about the spider-verse so what did you think of it i know that i know that we talked about it a lot extensively on our 
or not extensively. I just know that we were excited about it. So what did you feel about that, about that movie? Well, I'm glad you brought up the first one. The first one, I entered that with no expectations. So when you get blown okay. away like that, and I, I tell this to everyone, it's the most visually appealing movie I've probably ever seen. When you get caught off guard like that, coming up with a second and a third one is very mm. hard to top, right? Because now you've mm-hmm. got expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's like, you can't top that. Um, mm-hmm. And man, did this come as close as possible to topping that because I, I I have, I guess the debate I have in my head is like, like if I were to strip away expectations, right? This is hands down the best one I've seen, but because yep. I've got higher expectations, it kind of balances things out. But regardless of where it stands in my personal rankings of favorites, it was outstanding. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I think you nailed it on the head in terms of like how visually appealing it was and how the story was so well done. Um, I kind of didn't want it to end, right? But I also like it yeah. got to a certain point where I'm like, I just and <laughs> sideboard well, here. Yeah, the the uh, was it the Chris Paul deal. What was the deal? I think it was Chris, the Chris Paul trade happened while I was at the theater. Oh my god! And like you know, you, you do the yeah, whole yeah, thing, yeah, like yeah. your phone is off, whatever. But I get this buzzing on on my Apple Watch. I'm like, oh sh- sugar, <laughs> I gotta. <laughs> I gotta do and this is I've never right. had this happen before. Where I've like I've had to right, debate right. the two, and I was like. Ah, okay, really quickly, I just start messaging all my groups. Uh, right, then, right, 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 right. Uh, luckily, I didn't miss anything. But at the same time, it was like, uh, it was just so good. Um, it was so good. I think if I were to bring up one part, it would be just everything related to that Spider-Verse. Like, sorry, what I mean, this specifically where like, there was like a million Spider-Mans all congregating. Right. Was it Spider-City? Right. Is that what it's called? Uh, no. Nueva City. Oh, that's right, Nueva City. Uh Everything about Nueva City, I loved everything. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's where, that's where I will ultimately remember this. Yeah. Uh, and and very, you know, obviously I I cracked up like everyone else did with the whole, is it is you is me is you is yes. me like it's very well done. Um, so yes, I, yes, yes. And I think that they've they've, I feel like it it it's the type of movie if like if you gave it maybe an hour you could have wrapped it up, but yeah. The fact that they said no, like two and a half is enough, leads me to believe that there's way more to this. And that's that's what's going to keep me going, right? As I look forward a, to the next one. A two and a half hour cartoon is outrageous. But it, <laughs> did, it didn't feel like a two and a half hour movie. I was, I was locked in for the entire thing. And by the time they were doing that whole sequence where you, where he found, he, he goes to his, uh, you know, universe number 42 and he realized that it's not his universe. And there was a whole side by side of like when Stacy being in Miles real, real universe, like that was, that was incredible. That was an incredible third act. And, and the fact that I I was like, there's no way, like there's a huge fourth act that like they haven't even acknowledged yet so like where how long is that's what i knew for? oh sorry that that's sorry yeah. that's why i brought up the whole chris paul thing uh i was looking at my watch and i'm like wait a second there's right. like 20 minutes left in there we haven't touched right, that right that, that aforementioned right. fourth act you were talking about I'm like yeah oh my right. gosh this is gonna get split up isn't it <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly exactly yeah and, and and i think i like i've heard a lot about like i haven't seen dune yet have you seen dune 
you've seen Dune. Um, so I've what I've heard about Dune is that they cut it off and uh, uh, people were out, outrage, outraged because they cut it off and said there this is a part one. They no one no one thought it was going to be two parter. Thought Dune, this is the Dune movie, blah blah blah. But because like there was so much to show in this, and it was in Spider Verse, and it was so beautiful that like oh my god, I'm so glad that they're having another one. <laughs> <laughs> you know that we have we can like look forward to the other one, which is by the way the next one's coming out march 2024 can't freaking wait uh Sorry, when? When? march 20 march 2024 for uh for the ne- for expired. number three okay right March, March. Um, okay, Google. Which which leads me to believe that they already they already made this all. They yeah, already made like done. a four or five hour movie. They just needed to like you know cut it in a certain way because like who's gonna watch a five hour? I would have, but like uh, who's gonna do, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But okay, uh, before I let you go, what do you because this is such a great sequel? What do you out of what other sequels surpass the first movie? Oh, that, great. That's, that almost never, ever, ever, ever happened. That's what I'm. People that's what I'm saying. But do you, do you have anyone in top of your head? Off the top of my head, no. I'm pretty sure I had one before this movie, but I can't remember what it is. Which is a sign right. that this one topped it, right? Right. Um, yeah, this very, this very is rarely. where we need Dre. This is where we need Dre, the yeah, the film connoisseur. But the first one that that pops in my head is Terminator Two. <laughs> Terminator Two is is actually that's true. That would count. Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. that was that at first. Mm-hmm. and the dark knight hmm. wait which one was joker dark knight huh? the first one was batman begins and the second one was dark knight the third one was dark knight rises with bane oh my gosh who is the who's the villain in batman begins this is a this is obviously bad for scarecrow i think oh okay yeah oh right, right, right. yeah those yeah, are okay, two. so that one obviously, yeah, dark because Dark Knight right. for me is like the best of every any any Batman I've ever watched. That's right. hands down the best. So yeah, I would agree with you. Right, Sequels, perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah, and there's other ones. Empire Strike Back, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh, interesting. Incredibles two, I liked Incredibles one. Anyways, okay, so that's that's a whole thing <laughs> about sequels. Uh, I appreciate you giving me the time to talk about that movie because it was incredible i'm i'm sure we'll talk about it again because dre i think dre has watched it. i'm not quite sure actually but anyways it's always a pleasure talking to you my friend um yeah man hopefully i talk to you soon hopefully hopefully dre can can come back too um oh also before i go dre had some thoughts with the new uh wanted to share his thoughts uh, on the new coach he said yeah let's see what happens which is fair the for the draft he said exactly expected outside of the charlotte being charlotte <laughs> I, I will say like I mean, he's not here to defend himself but a lot of the focus will be on how they picked brandon miller over scoot and i get that but the rest of their draft was actually pretty good that's but that's yeah that's beside the point because no one will, will think of it that way they'll only think about and rightfully right. so how right. they what they did with that number two pick that's fair um his weekly recommend is bear season two which is funny because i haven't seen the bear season one before so my weekly recommend uh for myself is the bear season one (laughs) 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 what uh do you have a weekly recommend because mine is obviously going to be spider-verse but what about yours uh mine was going to be spider-verse two so we'll leave it at that (laughs) there you go all right jay it's always a pleasure my friend until next time that's a wrap